Every month, we offer exciting new webinars for our community. Topics include how to use retirement accounts to buy real estate overseas, how to get a second passport in Latin America, why you should sell your stock portfolio and move your money offshore, how to buy beachfront rental properties in Brazil for less than $100,000, or apartments in Paraguay for less than $60,000. If you want to join us for free for these presentations with live Q&A, insider secrets, and exclusive opportunities with my professional network of experts, then go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for free upcoming presentations. expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. We all dream of seeing the world, but the realities of living somewhere outside your place of birth can be daunting to say the least. Welcome to the Expat Money Show, helping you make the most out of your overseas career through conversations with successful expats on investing, entrepreneurship, self-improvement, and continual education, all while sharpening your financial acumen. Now, please welcome your host with over 20 years of overseas experience, Mikkel Thorup. Holy crap, it's here. This has taken me seven months of my life to complete, and I am super pleased how it turned out. What is Miguel talking about? It's my new book, Expat Secrets. You're going to be able to find it on Amazon right now. Let me just give you the full name of the book because I think it says a lot, okay? Expat Secrets, How to Make Giant Piles of Money, Live Overseas, and Pay Zero Taxes. Boom. I really like that. Basically, the book breaks down everything you need to know for leading an international life. This is timely information and modern, and it's a fun read. You can buy your copy right now by going to Amazon and searching Expat Secrets. This will really help support the show to grow. And if you want to be an awesome human being, what I want you to do is leave the book an honest review on Amazon. It actually makes a huge difference to new authors like me. Seriously, I mean this. Please get a copy of the book and please leave the book a review. It's just good karma. Okay, enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mikkel Thorpe. This is the Expat Money Show, and today's guest has lived as an expat for over 30 years. He has a second passport and is working on his third. Since 2001, with his wife and six children, they have traveled the world and lived 100% from their online income, making millions of dollars. His company, Safely Leave the Rat Race, helps people to build their online income through a broad variety of methods. Please welcome to the show, Pete Sisko. Pete, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Mikkel. It's nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Pete, why don't you take a couple of minutes and kind of walk us through your backstory. How did you become an expat? I became an expat uh, in my mid-20s. Um, and I, this month I turned 60. So that, it's quite a while ago since I was that young. And uh, I emigrated from Canada to California. And that was a that was just a traditional expat thing where uh, I was working for a company that uh, needed someone to move to the United States, and uh, I was eager to do that. Uh, so I, I I moved to the United States in, in uh, 1985. So I've been through the immigration process, you know, for, for a green card. I had that, that whole experience. But about 20 years after that, I surrendered my green card and and left the United States. And the reason I did that is because uh, in the late 1990s, actually, my first website was in 1996. 
And I monetized that in a very clumsy way through affiliate marketing with a brand new company no one had ever heard of called Amazon. <laughs> and, uh, but I, but I, I'm I, sure I have heard of that maybe maybe once or twice. <laughs> I did that and never never thought much of it. And and uh, one day they used to pay um, commissions back then quarterly and with a paper check that came in the mail. And uh, one day a check arrived and it was for three hundred dollars. And I I was I was shocked that somehow this website I created uh, you know a year earlier or whenever had had created uh, three hundred dollars of income for me. And I I got thinking about ways that I could sort of double down on that. What what else could be done? And in the year 2001, I, I created my first ebook, and I did that because I had also created. I kind of had this side hustle even even back when I had a regular nine to five job, and the side hustle was I, I had developed this uh, method for lifting weights that was really efficient for uh, strength training and, and building muscle, and I, I created a, a book about that. And I, I sold it. Um, through kind of a mail order op operation. Anyway, I turned that that. Anyway, I turned basically the program in that book into a shorter ebook, and I put that up for sale online, and it it took off. Uh, ultimately, that one ebook ended up doing seven figures in sales um, over the years. So around. In the early 2000s, I began to realize that when you have online income, it's it's way better than having the equivalent income from a job. And I realized that it's completely portable, and I could actually live anywhere I wanted and make the same amount of money because it was all coming in online. And uh, by that time, I, I had left my 9-to-5 job. I moved to the state of Idaho, and um, my wife and I were raising a big family there, and we were doing it all with online income. So as the kids got older and began to move out of the house, we realized, you know, we could just sell everything we have here and, and hit the road. And, and we did that. We, we traveled for 12 years with one suitcase each, and lived all over the world. So... It's, and that is such a wonderful lifestyle that I've, I've kind of turned into an evangelist for it. You know, I just I, the, the, the freedom, the personal freedom that you get from that kind of lifestyle is it, it's, it's really just phenomenal. I mean, I, I feel like we are all so lucky to be alive at a time when technology is allowing that for just regular people. Well, I love it. There's so many directions I want to go here, but maybe we'll talk about the travel side and where you lived a little bit later. But so straight off the bat, with say the first ebook and that first niche that you got into, did you already have a presence or a personality in this space, or were you really starting from nothing? Like how how does something like that work? Well, I was starting from nothing online. Um, the the what what happened was um, the the very first uh, books that I did with, with a friend of mine were self-published. So back in those days, self-publishing meant you had to 
go to a book printer, which is a very specialized form of printing. And you had to write them a check for about 10 grand and they would print out, print up your book. And then you take your pickup truck and you, you go over to the printing place and you, you, you bring home 1500 pounds of books and you put them in your garage. And then you have to sell those through basically mail order. So we have magazine ads and we sold those books. And then the next thing that happened was a New York publisher uh, gave us a book deal. So the uh, another edition of that book and, and a few other ones started showing up on you know, Barnes and Nobles and, and the late borders and, and chapters in Canada and just the regular bookstores. So, so you could go in and, and get the book there. But, when I went online in 1996, that was still a time when I had to tell my friends what the internet was. Um, a lot of people didn't know about that. And then in 2001, when I decided, look, I'm, I'm getting quite a few visitors to this website. I should have something for them to buy. I created a, a, a shortened ebook version of that workout. And as the traffic grew, I, uh, sold more and more of those. Of course, the big difference is the margins. You know, when, when you have a conventional book with a, with a conventional publisher, you know, you, you might get 50 cents or a dollar or you know, something like that for each, the, the royalty on each book that's sold is, is fairly small. But at that time, you know, like 2001 to 2000, eh, probably six, seven, eight in there, you could, you could easily sell an ebook for, Twenty or thirty dollars, and you basically keep all of that money. Um, there's so you know, apart from PayPal getting a getting a sliver for uh, credit card fees, you're basically keeping all the money. So the the margins are fantastic, and you you don't have a publisher that you have to you know beg and negotiate with and. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, you have an idea for, for something and they say, nah, we don't think that'll go. No, thanks. You, you have, you have real control. So that was a revelation too. You could, you could create this online business where you actually had a hundred percent control. No boss, no employees, nobody to answer to. I mean, that, the travel part and, and all of that freedom side of it is, is fantastic. But, the other thing that you probably most people don't think about and you, you don't even realize until you get going is you actually have all this creative control yourself and and you can try things and you know try them a little bit and if they fail you 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 pivot you go a different direction you know it's it's just it's it's a it's a great way to live so if you were in the fitness niche to start out with in today's day and age, when I think of the fitness niche, I think of like Instagrammers and people on YouTube and Facebook, these influencers who have giant followings uh, of people, they become famous in the online space and then are able to put out a product afterwards. Do you think you're still able to make a name for yourself by putting out a product? Or do you think you have to have that following first before you can start selling? Well, the thing is, there, there's, you know, the by definition, the, the people who are, you know, the Instagram famous type people, they, they have a high visibility that uh, most people don't have. And frankly, most people won't get. Um, it's a particular business model. 
usually they monetize through some form of uh, advertising, um, either in an overt way or, or in a way that's a little less obvious um, unless you know what to look for. But basically, they're, they're trying to build this big market and then they use an advertising model. But there are other, you know, very lucrative business models that, that don't involve uh, doing that. And, you know, you, but, and let me say this, if you really want to have a durable business, something that will last 5, 10, 15 years, I, I would steer someone away from sort of the Instagram famous thing because that, there's a couple of drawbacks with that. One is that fame can kind of be fleeting. The other thing is, you're at the mercy of these 800-pound gorilla platforms that can turn the knobs at any time. And they can decide that they're going a slightly different way, and they just turn down your visibility. Uh, and everything you built can go away. Or their company can be sold to someone else who decides, oh, yeah, but we're going to merge this with this other platform we have, and you know, everything you build is gone. So I always caution people. Well, it's interesting about the fitness because that's how kind of I started. I was big into the fitness niche and I was on Facebook. I had, a, I don't know, 127, 130,000 uh, likes on my Facebook page. And then all of a sudden they changed the algorithm and now the posts get, you know, less than 1% reach. And it's like before you'd post something and you get thousands of people who would see it and like and comment. And now it's like you get 50 and it's like, well, you can't build a business like that. Exactly, because they, they turned the knobs, you know, and so that's that's the problem. And that story has been told, you know, just hundreds of thousands of times with people who have done different things in the Amazon ecosystem or the Facebook ecosystem or, you know, the, there's people still licking their wounds from MySpace, right? So uh, the the... Superior way to go is is to create your own presence on a on a platform like your own blog that you have complete control over. And what I started to say about if you want to have a durable business that's going to last ten or fifteen years and allow you to sleep well at night because you know the rug can't get pulled out from under you, you you want to have it on a platform where you have as much control as possible and you, you have to focus on solving some kind of a problem for people. Um, in, you know, you, you have the Expat Money Show, which is a terrific blog and a, and a really good podcast, but you are delivering something of value to people who are interested in becoming expats or, or they are expats and they want to squeeze more out of it, um, particularly as it relates to their finances. So where do they go for that? Well, they can just come to you, and you are curating and providing that information to people uh, in in a way that you know you can you can monetize, and they'll be happy you did because they are looking for exactly what you have. So that's that's the thing. I I was solving a problem for people who want to lift weights and build muscle. But in my particular niche, there were people who wanted an efficient way to do it. They didn't want to be in the gym all the time. They weren't, uh, you know, it wasn't their hobby to be lifting weights as frequently as possible, which there's nothing wrong with if that's your hobby. But that wasn't my niche. My niche was more like 
like a businessman would be or someone like that who, who says, look, I'll, I'll take it like medicine. You know, I'll, I'll go into the gym and, and I'll, I'll do what I need to do. I want results. I don't want to waste any workouts and I don't want to come back until I have to. So that, that was my niche, but it's solving a problem for those guys. Um, and that's, that's really at the end of the day, that's what every business and every online business needs to do. And there's something, uh, something else that you mentioned that's on the opposite end of the Instagram famous that I, I may as well mention. There's a, there's a marketing model that it's not really well known or talked about. I, I call it micro marketing just to make it distinct from mass marketing and mass marketing will, will, always be with us. It's, it's very effective. It'll, it'll always be the Coca-Colas of the world who do mass marketing. That's the extreme end. The, the micro-marketing that I'm talking about is something that lends itself to online and it lends itself to the little guy who doesn't have the big resources that it takes to, uh, uh, you know, uh, have a huge advertising budget, huge marketing budget, all of that. And what it stems from, it's, it's the reason that our safely leave the rat race business has been uh, thriving and will continue to just do nothing but grow for reasons I'll, I'll get into later. But it's because we offer um, sort of personalized one-on-one -on -one, uh, working with individual clients. Um, even to the point of uh, getting on the on the phone with them, like you and I are now, and talking privately about what their particular situation is, and and the, what their challenges are, and what their goals are, and how to configure a business that works best for them. Now, I call that model micro marketing, and the reason I think it's so successful is because we're living in a in a time now technologically which I love. I mean I, I love the technology we have now. But it's at a time when things are getting a little depersonalized. Um, we you know we don't really have the deeper contact with people. Right? Uh, you know one, one of the things we joke about in our family is uh, people don't do it in our family because we talk about it but it's it's when it's somebody's birthday and you text them HBD, right? So you don't even type out happy birthday. It's just HBD and you send that by text. It's like the absolute minimum you could do to acknowledge that it's someone's birthday. And I've, I've written before about how I'm old enough to remember my parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents uh, on their birthday uh, being slighted because someone only phoned them, didn't stop by the house, you know, it's my birthday. And, uh, you know, Betty didn't come by the house. She just phoned, you know, and that, that's, that's how far we've come. That was a slight, you know, in, in many years gone by. Now, if you phone someone, that, that's pretty good. Uh, but it's actually gotten to the point of, you know, send a text HBD and then get, you know, maybe you could even have a bot send that for you. So the thing is, I, I think what's happening in, in our culture is there's sort of this 
there's a there's a hunger to have more personalized contact with people when particularly when you're doing something important like somebody wants to start a start an online business uh and that's something where that business model that micro marketing business model is is something that people listening to this podcast could could start many of them a high percentage have some kind of skill ability experience knowledge that that would help people and it's uh it's marketable i think that's the path to being an expat for for a lot of people because i i've talked to a lot of people who say man i, I really wish i could live like you and connie do you travel all over the world you can pick up when you want you can go somewhere stay as long as you want or at least within the limits of what the uh immigration rules allow and you know, move around it's it's a it's a wonderful freedom problem is i need income you know that's 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 what they're thinking you know i i, I can't do that because I don't, I don't have the money to do that you know on a on a uh, sustained basis but but when you have an online business you can do it on a sustained basis and I think that more people need to realize the uh, potential that they carry around in their back pocket every day. They, they have the ability to, to use that micro-marketing uh, business model. There's, there's lots of other ones. You, you, it's not like when we help people, we always tell them, hey, this is the model. You got to do that. Because it, it's not for everyone. Some people are very introverted. They, they wouldn't want to do that. They, they would prefer something with no contact with anybody. And there's, there's business models that uh, do that too. The, the, uh, what I call the market builder um, does that. And you, you see that in the expat marketplace that so you see uh, websites that are all about being an expat in general or being an expat somewhere in particular. Yeah, so an expat in Thailand or an expat in Panama. Exactly, an expat, an expat in Belize, and here's all the stuff you need to know. And you know, they're just this repository of information, and they they build a market. And there's there are a lot of ways to uh, monetize that. We just um, we're uh, been writing a series of books. I think there's four titles out there now, and one of them is. Um, uh, how to start your expat online business. I like the other one was uh, how to start your prepper business or something. I was like, oh, that's intriguing. Right. There's a, right now there's a, a prepper, there's expat, there's fitness, and there's a cryptocurrency with, with uh, more coming. And um, the books are very similar, like in a Venn diagram way. They, they overlap each other because when you're starting an online business, there's certain fundamental things that you're going to do for any uh, online business. You know, the keywords and, and understanding SEO and, and some things like that. But of course, each niche has specific things that um, uh, it's very helpful to know, you know, how, how they're monetized and uh, um, where, where you go to, to find traffic and, and that sort of thing. Um, but the point is, uh, in those books, it talks about different business models, and in some of those, you you can be uh, you know virtually anonymous. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, I use the example of the the guys who have the the Facebook websites or the, the the Facebook pages that are all about you know a certain dog bloodhounds. You know, the the whole site's about bloodhounds, and there's videos and all kinds of cool information. And, 
you know, they've got 150,000 followers. Um, but you rarely know who's behind the page. Who, who, who's the guy who actually has the Bloodhound fan page that I see every day? I don't know anything. Is it a man? Is it a woman? Is it, is it somebody in, in Scotland or Georgia? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. And it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's irrelevant to the business model. They can be making all kinds of money from that, and nobody knows who they are. Well, I guess that kind of answers my original question as well, because there are different business models, and a lot of times people, when they get into niche businesses, they think that they have to be the best in the world at that one thing. So just as an example for our fitness, they need to be an IFBB pro uh, in bodybuilding to be able to teach other people about bodybuilding. And it's like, well, actually, that's not really the case at all. A lot of times people want to learn from regular people, normal people, because, you know, it's you look at them and it's like, well, if they're doing it, then I can do it, too. You know, it's they don't come across as these, you know, larger than life superstars who have such a disconnect from the normal populace. That that's it. That's it. And and yeah, always have to remind yourself that there's a spectrum. You know, there's a there's a spectrum from the 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 guy who is a five time Mr. Olympia bodybuilding champion on the one end to an obscure guy that no one's ever heard of, uh, like me, that you know, has a has a very low profile, but has a a very interesting technique. My mine is all data driven, math and physics stuff to to analyze your workout and then calculate the goals for what your next workout should be. That's that's a very different approach, and and it only appeals to a small percentage of people, but that's all you need. This is the other thing about uh, ha- having an online business in general and that, that micro-marketing model that I, I talked about. You know, if, if you have a, a, a hundred customers every year, just a hundred who, who will pay you a thousand dollars for a highly personalized, personalized service, that's a hundred thousand dollars. Or you could have a thousand customers who will pay you a hundred dollars. It's also a hundred thousand dollars. Well, especially when you're uh, talking online and like we were discussing earlier with the you know, if it's a PDF and you're keeping ninety-eight percent of it. <laughs> yeah, be, right, right. Because because there's a billion there's a billion there's more than a billion people online. I think there's I think there's a billion people online who speak English. So so uh and by definition, they're they're reasonably affluent. You know, they're affluent enough that, that they have a computer at the very least. They, they have a smartphone. They're online. So they have money to spend. And, and there's a billion of them. I always say that that's my favorite country in the world. My, my favorite country in the world is the Internet. Because that's, there's just, there's tons of really interesting people. And uh, there's, there's trillions of dollars of market there. So if, if you decide to uh, get, get into, into that marketplace and earn your income there, it, it's, it's really wonderful. It also grows faster than any other economy. You know, the, the economy in China is growing at whatever it is, single digit, you know, sort of impressive growth. But it, it's nothing like how the Internet economy grows. That's it's it's just to me, it's like a check mark in every box. 
just gonna take a quick break. Okay, new book is here. It's called Expat Secrets, How to Make Giant Piles of Money, Live Overseas, and Pay Zero Taxes. This book took me seven months to write and publish, and it's a culmination of some of the best stuff I've learned over my 20 years living as an expat. I cut out all the crap and tried to give you the real meat with this book. If you ever wanted to live overseas, or if you are already living overseas and you want to take things to the next level, to legally reduce your tax bill, to live a more international life, and get the best of everything planet Earth has to offer, then you must go to Amazon right now and purchase your copy of Expat Secrets. Pause the episode and go take a look. It's cool. I'll wait. Seriously, you guys are going to love this. Enjoy the book. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, in this day and age, it's very common to buy things online, to shop online. I remember a few years ago, you know, people would be really worried about putting their credit card details and they didn't trust purchasing things online. Now, my God, I buy everything online and I'm on on I pay for so many different subscription newsletters and membership sites and that stuff just. Half the time, I don't even read the stuff that comes in every month, but I still get billed and I don't really care. You know, it's like, ah, oh, it's 30 bucks for this side, it's 50 bucks for that side. It's, you know, from my side, it doesn't really matter. But if you're on the receiving end and you have 100 people, 1,000 people, 5,000 people that are paying you, you know, the freedom that that, that allows you is just incredible. Well, and, and there's, a, there's a resilience to it. And there's, there's also a psychological freedom that, you know, if, suppose you make $100,000 a year at a, at a job. Well, you know, there's, there's always the risk of that Friday afternoon meeting where they say, guess what? Bad news, and you're not going to be here anymore. So there goes, there goes 100% of your income in, in one bad piece of luck. But if, if you have a thousand people who pay you a hundred dollars, um, you're never going to get that, that magnitude of bad news. Uh, and if you have a, if you have a client that's difficult, just like the way it is now, you can have coworkers that are difficult or a boss that's difficult. You're pretty much stuck in that situation. If you have a hundred dollar a year client who's difficult, just give them their money back and, and say, best of luck. And, you you don't even have the psychological emotional drain of uh oh god this sucks i don't know what i'm going to do and the other thing is if you if you work hard and work smart uh next year you could have 2000 customers and your income doubles you know in, in this economy how long does it take to work yourself into a job where your income doubles it's like it's just it doesn't happen. It's like a decade isn't enough time for most people on, on most career paths. A decade isn't enough time to double their income, and yet you, you can you can do it online in in months uh, or or a year or, or whatever because you you you're only ever just putting a thimble into Niagara Falls. You know the the amount of traffic you get at your website and the amount of money you made compared to what's there is is just it's just a thimble in Niagara Falls but for the little guy it's plenty you know uh that's that's the thing you know if you have an online business that's making you 100 200,000 dollars a year you can live like a prince anywhere for, for 3,000 a month you can live like a prince in Thailand like really nicely we we spend time uh, almost every year, uh, two or three 
months in Thailand. It's a terrific place to live, and you can you can live there first. I know. We're, my wife and I are shopping for a house in uh, Chiang Mai right now, and when you look at the prices of the houses, it's like we can get a six-bedroom villa with a pool and a backyard and stuff like that for less money than I pay for an apartment in Abu Dhabi where I live. Yeah, or or in major cities in, in North America. Yeah, it's it, like that's the thing. There's an arbitrage. There's kind of a lifestyle arbitrage there where you can uh, you can you can uh, spend time where you want. You can spend time discovering uh, where you like. You know, travel. It's just, uh, it's it's a um, it's it's a great way to live, and I I spend a lot of time recommending it to people. I, and my own kids. I, I my wife and I have six kids. And they're all adults now, and five of them uh, have lived as uh, expats, and I think four of them have done it with online income. Uh, and they've lived in in uh, Mexico and uh, mainland China. Uh, I saw a picture of your daughter in Ethiopia, yeah. or just coming back from Ethiopia, or something like that. Yeah, she she lives next month, but. Uh, we're we're going back down to uh, to visit her. Yeah, she she lives in Ethiopia. Uh, she and her husband. She has right. She has two foster uh, children, and uh, they have a really nice life because it's not expensive to live there. And she has built up a freelance online business uh, that is is very lucrative for her, and uh, so it's. I, you know, I, I think that's kind of a litmus test. You know, you can talk about how great it is to, you know, online income and live all over the world, but would you tell your own kids? And the answer is yes, and and uh, they have. One of my sons is, has lived in uh, um, mainland China, uh, I think, for 13 years now. So, and he does not have an online business. He, he went there uh, doing the uh, Teach English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's again, it's just that combination of you can make very good income and your cost of living is, is not particularly high. So he's done very well for himself. So for my listeners who maybe are working nine to fives, they want to leave Canada or the States or the UK or something like that. They want to be expats. They want to travel the world and live overseas. And they like what you're saying about starting an online business, maybe through blogs or through memberships or sites, things like that. Like, where do they start? How do they get going on this type of path? Well, this is, here's, this is another beautiful thing, is that, uh, you know, again, I, I, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that I can sound like an old guy all the time because I, you know, I tell you, oh, wait, we used to do it. But, you know, if, if you just think about pre-internet days, you know, if you if you had a job and you thought, you know, I just want my own thing and I want to run my own business. And it was some, something as simple as a coffee shop in your town, you know, it represented uh, you had to sign a lease on a piece of commercial real estate. You 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 had to pay money for furnitures, furniture and fixtures and leasehold improvements and all the stuff you had to do, maybe hire some staff, train them, you had to get insurance. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff you had to do that took a lot of money. And then you had to quit your job and start working at the coffee shop and really, you know, and, and hope it works. You know, just you had to hope, look, this, this better go. 
uh, because I, I bet the farm on it. So that's what entrepreneurship used to involve. And that's why entrepreneurs were always known as, you know, these great risk takers. You know, they would take a chance like that when, when most people would not. But nowadays online, you can do this whole, you can just do it all on the side. Keep, keep your nine to five job and then slowly and systematically, whatever pace you can manage, you don't have to go slowly. You can go as quickly as possible if you want, but you can do it all on the side. Uh, you don't have to announce to your friends, oh, I'm starting an online business and then have maybe, depending on the environment you're in, sometimes a lot of people are crabs in a bucket, you know, who try to pull you back down when you talk about your, your plans, your ideas. And sometimes it can be a little bit lonely to, uh, tell people that you're going to start an online business with a goal towards changing your life, leaving your job and all of that. But the fact of the matter is you can do it all, uh, Quietly on the side, just systematically building up. You build a site. You you take the necessary steps, which are all known. There's not a lot of questions here about you know does this work? Does it not work? These these are known quantities. Millions of people are doing this already. You 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 build up your site. You build traffic to the site, and then there are different ways to monetize, and you incorporate those. And once that side business is generating reliable income every month that's more than what you're making on, at your nine to five job, you can, you can just step aside on your own terms. You know, you don't, you don't have to make the choice until you're ready. It's brilliant. What's, you know, what's not to like about that scenario. So maybe we'll get into the ways to monetize in a moment, but one of the first things that I always think about is the traffic. What kind of suggestions do you have for people who are trying to build up a blog and things like that to increase traffic? There's there's a lot of ways, but I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you my number one way since we want to be concise and we want to give people something of value. The, here's what a lot of people do, and it's partly inexperience and it's partly because most of us are sort of naturally introverted. So you create a a wonderful piece of content, you know, write some article of, about something that would be of real interest to, to the people who would visit your blog. And then you post it on your blog. Maybe you post it on a Facebook page that you created or a Twitter account, and you try and get some traction that way. But it's a chicken and the egg thing. You know, they, they, nobody sees it because they don't know about you. And they, until people see you, you won't, you won't have the traffic. So the smarter way to do that is to reach out to the so-called influencer. But you can't go to the top, the guys at the top of the food chain. Uh, you know, if, if you are doing something in fitness, uh, you, you, you can't go to WebMD or bodybuilding.com or some mega site that has a million visitors a day and say, hey, here's my uh, article, please post it. But there, there are smaller sites that are hungry for relevant, content uh, all the time. They actually have a ravenous appetite for uh, fresh content that is, has value to their uh, viewers. And at the end of the, that article, there's always a little bio box that says who wrote it and what the website is. And that, that technique of taking that same piece of content that you would have written for your site and write it for someone else that, that already has the traffic, by using that technique methodically, step by step over time, 
you'll, you'll build all the traffic you need. And it's a symbiotic relationship. You, you don't have to uh, go around begging for it because there are actually ways, uh, we put this in our uh, Kindle books, there are ways that you can uh, do a Google search and find the exact sites in your niche that are specifically looking for you to write content for them. And it's just a simple matter of knowing uh, all of the keywords, like write for us. If you put, if you go to Google and put write for us in quotation marks, and then you also put in quotation marks your niche, um, you know, Belize expat, whatever, you know, uh, then Google will return results for you that show websites that have those two phrases uh, on a page. So that's just that's just one technique that you can use, but very, very powerful. And uh, that's that's how you systematically build up more and more and more traffic. And of course, there's a network effect because other people are out there looking. And when they see your content show up on a on a busier site, sometimes you get contacted and they'll say, hey, will you write something for us? So with this, do you find it's more about the guest blogging and the backlinking so that it increases your site's visibility through SEO? Or is it more people read the article and think, oh, uh, Pete really knows what he's talking about, and then follow your bio back to your site and start consuming more of your individual content on your own blog? Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of all of the above, actually. I mean, all of those work. I didn't, I didn't talk about how you benefit from uh, now there's a link back to your site from a busy, relevant site, which is what Google watches for. Um, it, do you have a link to your site from somebody who's busier than you are and they are relevant, they're in the same niche? They look for that. So that's the other advantage is that over time, you, you continue to get a trickle of customers or a trickle of traffic from people who go to that other website and they find your article that you wrote 18 months ago and they read it and they click on your link. You continue to get that basically in perpetuity. And you also start to accumulate those, those backlinks that, that Google cares about. In the, in the case of SEO and Google, I, I'm always a little bit cautious because that's another thing where Google can turn the knobs. And if you, if you try and build a site that is just totally focused on SEO, um, a year from now, Google can turn those knobs a little bit, and the things you did don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. So uh, at the same time, Google has the fundamental purpose of directing people to quality, relevant content that, that other people like. Google keeps track of not just that you clicked on a link, but how long did you stay there afterwards. So if somebody comes to your uh, site, and then, you know, they take two and a half minutes to, to read the article or they browse around on your site. That's a, that's a very good thing for mm -hmm. Google. And it always will be. That, that knob's not going to get turned because that's what Google's looking for. Um, and again, over time, you build the kind of business that five or 10 or 15 years from now will continue to deliver you uh, consistent, reliable income because you, you didn't do it with hacks and cheats and uh, little tricks that 
could easily uh, go away next month. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's building an online business in that respect is no different than a brick and mortar business. You you have to deliver something of value to the end users. They have to be happy they found you, and they have to be happy they paid you money. And when you create something with that, uh, you you you've got you've got durable portable income. I agree with you a hundred percent. So we've talked about social media a little bit, and I think that you're a hundred percent right. Like, I really do not focus on social media at all. Like if you start looking through expat money show, I'm on social media and I've got a couple thousand people here, you know, three, 4,000 somewhere else, but that's not where I put my time and energy and effort. I'm always putting my time and energy into delivering original content on my own site. I do do SEO, but you know, there's the backlinking and there's getting the name and the branding for yourself because I am worried about those type of experiences again like i mentioned that what happened with my fitness page and i did different businesses and focused on the social media and it just changed so quick and so drastically it was not we're not talking a little drastic we're, or a little change we're talking like very drastic changes yeah. so besides say social media which i think is the original or not maybe not original but the the first instinct for people when they think about traffic so leaving that one aside, what is maybe another way besides the backlinking um, to someone's blog? And before we, we leave social media uh, completely, the, what's happened with social media is is, is morphed from this big uh, uh, free marketplace where using Facebook as, as an example, you could have uh, 10,000 followers on your uh, fan page. And when you put out a, a post on that, virtually all of them saw it somewhere in their feed. Uh, and what's happened is Facebook has turned those knobs, so now 1% or 2% see it. And it's they've switched to a paid model. But that said... That paid advertising is enormously powerful. That's actually the value of social media today is that you can expand quickly if you have a little bit of an advertising budget because Facebook gives you this granularity that is, you know, just amazing. So you you can find, I, I always use the example of um, uh, you can find left-handed female left-handed tennis players who have enough money for a monogrammed tennis racket. So, so you know, if you sell a $300 left-handed tennis racket, which doesn't exist, I know, um, but if, if that's what you were selling, a $300 monogrammed left-handed tennis racket for women, Facebook can find you uh, those people and put your ad right in their feed which is extraordinary. I mean, that's why these companies are, are worth billions of dollars because they, they have the ability to do that. And that's worthwhile even for the little guy to know because you can do ads on Facebook that are five, 10, 50, $100. And you can find the exact people 
that you need to find about anything. You, you can find people who are interested in expat and finance and podcasts. Mm-hmm. I know, I do. <laughs> I, I, I am a big fan of social media as a paid advertising. As for a free advertising, I am 100% not not into it not I, I i'm when i look at the hierarchy of spending energy and what my rate of return is what i get out of it i would put the free social media at the very bottom but the paid advertising maybe not at the very top but really really close exactly yeah it's it's just enormously powerful and and again some business models more than others there there are uh you know, I, I, I have uh, online businesses where I know the value of a visitor who, who comes to the site and the value of someone who joins my mailing list. And I know what to pay. I know what to pay for the right kind of visitor because you're, it's just it's very simple arithmetic. It's, it's just, you know, you had 10,000 visitors and uh, this month, and you made $10,000. Well, looks like a visitor is worth about a dollar. And then you say, yeah, but of those 10,000 guys, only 1,000 join my mailing list. Well, 1,000 guys on your mailing list seems to mean $10,000. So each guy who joins your mailing list, I guess, is worth $10. So you just get these very simple metrics, easy to understand. You know, Cost to acquire a customer. Right, right. I, I find that people generally underestimate the amount of money and energy it takes to acquire a customer, but more so than that, what a customer is actually worth to them when they understand the lifetime value, the LTV of a customer. Suddenly you're like, you can spend, you know, you can spend 200, 500, $1,000 to acquire your ideal customer because you know that the lifetime value on average might be $10,000 or so I'm making up numbers here, but. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I have, I have customers whose lifetime value is five figures. I have many, many that their lifetime value is in the four figures. Um, and it takes time to get there. And again, you, you, you just have to deliver. You relentlessly have to deliver value to people, so they're they're really happy that they found you. They, they're happy they got to know you. They're glad to be a customer. Those are the guys you want, and when you when you have that, it's just uh, there's a, a little photo I have on on the, my site of a, a thumb drive in the in the palm of my hand, and uh, I I call that a nano economy, and the the reason is on that thumb drive is is the code for uh, uh, every website that I've created, every e product. Every video, uh, every advertising campaign, the mailing list, the name—you know—the name and email of all the people who are have joined the list, all the people who become customers. Uh, if you wanted, you could even put cryptocurrency uh, on that thumb drive that uh, represented operating capital. So, in the in the palm of your hand, you you have this economy that's yours is you know it's 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 you control it these are these are digital products that you created that are wanted 
by the people whose names and email addresses are are on that. And they they know you and they trust you and there's a relationship there. Even if the thumb drive was stolen, it's not it of any great value to someone else. Because, you know, yeah, I guess they get some email addresses, but the they don't have the relationship. They don't they don't you know, they don't have everything that's in that little microeconomy, that nanoeconomy. And again, that's such an empowering thing for a human being to have. It's just it's unprecedented that, that we live at at this time. Uh you you have the ability to interact with people all over the world in a mutually beneficial, voluntary way, uh, where both people go away happy. And it's, you know, you can literally hold it in the palm of your hand. You can take it with you anywhere in the world. And of course, you can put it in the cloud and not have to carry anything, too. And yes, you can have 256-bit encryption on it, so uh, you don't have to worry about it falling into the wrong hand. But, I mean, that that's borderline miraculous that we, we live at a time when you can do that. And you can live like a prince. So, Pete. We started off the interview talking about the niches and different niches and how that we can have a sub-niche and how you have this micro-marketing and this niche economy. So from there, we kind of jumped into the traffic and how you can actually get people to read your content and get to know you and build that relationship. So I guess the real, the, the third piece of the puzzle, at least in my head, is the monetization. Can you talk to me a few minutes about what's really hot these days with monetizing sites, um, how you're able to actually generate the income from these blogs and things like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, 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 there, are, there are a number of proven ways, and you've probably seen most of them. There, there are, uh, you know, you can create, if you have a specialty knowledge, you can create uh, an email course where uh, it's a low cost thing, people pay money, and uh, a series of lessons uh, show up in their, in their email. Um, I told you I started out with ebooks. Ebooks e are not what they used to be because over the years, Amazon has conditioned people to feel like an ebook should be somewhere between $3.99 and free. Um, so it's they're they're not the juggernaut moneymaker that they used to be. But they are very they're a very very powerful tool at bringing people into your market, you know, getting getting noticed, sort of a lead magnet type of uh, of product. But the work that goes into creating an ebook is pretty close to the work that goes uh, into creating like a video course. Essentially, an ebook is the script for a video course. So, uh, the perceived value of a video course is much higher. People will still pay, um, you know, $30, $50, $100, for a video course on something that they're interested in. So, you can create those. If, if you have a lot of specialized information, uh, you can create a membership site so that instead of somebody paying, you know, two, three hundred dollars uh, in a lump for a, a particular uh, product or product line, uh, they can pay twenty dollars a month and be a, as on a membership model and and have access to that same information. Uh, the 
probably I get asked a lot, what's the quickest way? How can I go from making nothing to uh, making money like as soon as possible? And the model for that is the uh, consulting and coaching model. It doesn't suit everybody because not not everybody has um, the experience or the, or the knowledge that that might fall into the category of being able to to coach people or or counsel them or or uh, be a consultant for them. But if you do, if you have a nine to five job that is already something like that, it's, it's almost a no brainer to uh, switch that into a online uh, visibility where you do the same thing. So that's a quick model to set up because uh, people can come to your website. You can explain to them what it is you can help them with. And, you know, they, they pay you uh, $50 an hour or $500 an hour or whatever the amount, you know, whatever your service is worth. And, um, you know, one click and they send you the money by PayPal and you're on Skype talking to each other just like you and I are talking now. So that's a that's a quick model. Doesn't doesn't suit everybody, but uh, it it's it's another powerful way to monetize. Um, you know, people know about the so-called uh, passive models like uh, the advertising, uh, uh, having enough traffic at your site so that you uh, sell advertising and you earn money off that, and um, uh, the affiliate the, the affiliate affiliate marketing where the, you use the same traffic to um, buy relevant uh, products. You, know, you see the uh, expat, or sorry, the cryptocurrency websites are, are doing a lot of, um, you, can buy, you can buy the cold storage wallet. You know, and you, you buy it from Amazon, and then they're going to earn a commission on that. And I say so-called passive only because um, I, I personally don't like that term passive income because it sounds like you don't have to, maybe you don't do much work. And um, th those those models are as much work as any other uh, business model. Um, the only I, the only passive income you get is inheritance. Uh, that's other than that, uh, you know, you're actually gonna you're actually going to put effort into it. So you mentioned that the fastest way is most likely going to be the coaching and consulting. That doesn't necessarily tell us what is the most sustainable way or the 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 best way for long term. Do you have any opinion about that? Well, actually, they they, they can all work long term. Um, you know, I uh, although I haven't relied on it exclusively, uh, I've done the uh, the coaching consulting model for I don't know uh, maybe fifteen years or something online. Okay, or on the strength training side. So um, that's that's durable. That's that's never going to go away. In fact, this uh, points to the thing I was saying earlier about that micro marketing. That that ability to speak to people one on one, um, it it's very powerful. I don't. I, I I think I think the value of that, the perceived value of that for people, is going to increase over time, because you know they get a text that says HBD. Um, I, I just think that 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 a hunger builds up in people to have meaningful human contact, and and I know from experience when I when I because I also do uh, the same thing 
with people who want to start their own online business. Although they don't have to, we have a low cost membership model, but they can also uh, pay to get on the phone and talk one on one. And that's, that is probably, I can say, the most gratifying work I ever do because uh, people, you know, they articulate, they will tell you how much they, they appreciate, how much they look forward to a call, how much, how, what, what it did to them after, after spending a, a half an hour, an hour talking about something that's been on their mind, what that does for them. And uh, it's, it's a really nice model. But here's the thing. It doesn't scale very well. It doesn't scale at all, really. You know, I mean, that's we, actually where yeah, I was right. literally we just about got, to ask you that. 168 hours in a week. And that's the same for everybody. So, so the thing about that model is you can, you can make a very good income. You can make six figures doing that, but you can't make seven. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing is because I do the majority of the models that we've just spoken about. Um, with the exception of the membership site, I don't have a membership site at the moment, but I do a lot of coaching and consulting for people who want to move overseas, who want to start a business, things like that. Um, and I love the work. Like you mentioned rewarding. It is really, really, really rewarding. Um, but it's very difficult to scale and it can interrupt a day. You know, it gets in the, gets in the way of my workflow. I will you know, end up having to take three or four hours of calls. And although it is lucrative, I'm not able to scale it. Like I'm the bottleneck, you know, I'm the bottleneck yeah. where I feel like with a lot of the membership sites or the online courses, there really is no bottleneck in that type of model. That's true. And, and, uh, you know, I, I make it plain when uh, people ask me about this, it, it was, for me, it was a conscious choice. I, I, I'm, I'm at the stage in life where I can pretty much do whatever I want. And I really enjoy that uh, that direct contact. Um, it's it's very gratifying. It's it's win win, and uh, that that's why that's why I do it. But it, it 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 doesn't scale. And the thing is, it's also not either or because normally there are other things you can do as well, and you can let those scale up a little higher, and um, keep your consulting where you want it to be. You know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the day it got to be a pain in the neck for me, um, I just, I just turned that knob down, you know, I'd be less available. I'd do it less often. Um, so again, it's, 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 this is another thing where you have this like total control, uh, which is, it's a, it's just a very peaceful way to live. Um, you, you sleep better at night knowing that you uh, not not to get too philosophical, but you know, let's just say you have like the most control over your destiny that you can, because uh, you you know if you decide you know you need to make twice the money, then you can actually put your head down and start working in ways that will double the traffic to your site, mm -hmm. and that's all it is. It's it's just a numbers game, uh, you know if if. Uh, 10,000 visitors a month makes you X, uh, then 20,000 visitors a month will make you 2X. And it, you you have control over that. You don't have to go to a board of directors. You, you don't have to go to the president of the company. <laughs> Seek uh, approval, get signatures. Right, exactly. You know, it, it doesn't get given to the boss's son-in-law. You, you, you just have complete control. Yeah, and the, you know you really don't have to take crap from anybody. 
I love it. Brilliant. Pete, fantastic conversation. I think that is a perfect place to end it for today. If my listeners want to learn more about what you do, if they want to get a hold of you, where can we send them? Uh, they can go to safelyleavetheratrace.me. Safelyleavetheratrace.me. And uh, all of the information is there about what we do and, and how to contact us. And I, I hope they will. I, I really look forward to uh, uh, expanding my market and getting to know more people. Excellent. And I'll make sure I put all the links to today's episode under Pete Cisco's uh, show notes on expatmoneyshow.com. And uh, you'll be able to check it out there as well. Pete, thanks so much for your time. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks for having me. It was great call. Okay, I want to read you the reviews from the back of the book that some massively famous people in the international living space have wrote for me. See if you recognize some of these names, okay? So Gregor Gregerson says, In Expat Secrets, Mikkel elegantly describes the many benefits that accrue to those that choose their country of residence and provides practical and timely tips and examples for doing so. This book is a game changer. Leif Simon says, Having lived and worked overseas for more than a quarter century myself, I've seen expats make every mistake under the sun. Save yourself time and energy and learn from someone who has actually done it. Expat Secrets is the book to get you started in your international journey. Edmund John says, Having incorporated hundreds of companies from my clients over the last seven years, this book is very helpful for those that are starting out. And Michael Cobb says, a huge thanks to Mikkel for clearly written, concise description of the international experience as lived by a true globetrotting pioneer. Especially refreshing is the chapter on the benefits of raising kids overseas. As the father of two third culture kids, I can personally assure you that no education expands the mind more than growing up overseas. And my good friend David McKeegan wrote the foreword to this book. But I will let you read that yourself when you go to Amazon today and you purchase your copy of Expat Secrets. Thanks, guys. This episode may be over, but your journey to greatness continues by visiting our webpage and signing up for our newsletter. For convenient access to new episodes, show notes, and other crucial resources, visit expatmoneyshow.com. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the Expat Money Show. Safe travels. I have managed to secure exclusive rights to a block of villas in one of the hottest up-and-coming regions in my current home country, Panama. Join me Saturday, May 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for our special presentation called Investors Workshop, capitalizing on the globally recognized resort brand coming to Panama. We will discuss how the tourism landscape in this region will change rapidly upon the public announcement of this project and how I have secured the rights for my clients to capitalize on this opportunity before anyone else. Thanks to my connections in the region, I have negotiated pricing that front runs everyone else. Think early, early bird pricing. From gourmet restaurants to vibrant clubs, poolside activities, and even live bands, this resort is going to pump some serious life into the region. 
But this isn't what excites me or what should excite you either. The exciting part is that these world-class amenities and top brand will attract tens of thousands of tourists. Tourists who will fork over top dollar to stay at our investment properties. Register free at expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for this free real estate workshop. See you on May 4th at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern time, go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinar.